You got three things in life when you're born. What your mama tells you, what the streets teach you, and what the future holds, which no one knows. That's the one you got control of. Way more chemical than political PTSD from what I weighed on the digital It was snowfall and Reagan gave me the visual Obama opened his doors knowing I was a criminal Welcome to Snow School We appreciate you guys tapping back in with us It's another class in session I am Spike Lowe We appreciate, like I say, everybody joining us. I got a couple of additional contributors this week. Man, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. Start with you, Mr. M. Extra. What's going on? It's your boy, M. Extra. The Minister of Culture is definitely on your screen via Zoom. Can't be in the building now. It's COVID protocols. I'll let you, boy. It's going to be audio only and you're hot. So they're not going to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Watch, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? It's your boy, Sean Wash, man, representing. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to come on and talk about this snowfall. This is a great series. So, yeah, glad to be here, fellas. Absolutely, man. I appreciate y'all tapping in with me. We're going to get the class started. Shout out to Dickie Doucet and Big Jeff to join me last week as we broke down episode three. This was episode four. Title of the episode was Expansion. Uh, so we got to see what Franklin meant in the preview when he was talking about expanding this season and kind of depth into the idea of that. So we start out hot. First scene, we got Wanda looking to get high as she does. She's uh, posted up outside the food spot behind them. They're getting food. They see Scully. Well, they don't see Scully. He pulls up on them for the drive-by. Thankfully, Wanda was able to warn Leon and get him out the way, but she got shot. What did you guys take away from this first scene? Whoever want to start. You go, though. I mean, uh, twin. Uh, from the first scene, my takeaway was, thank God for Wanda. Um, she saved Leon's life. Um, and I also just let you know that this point shows you that Leon escaping and going to war with Scully is going to be a vocal point of things to come because Scully just wants to get everybody, anyone associated with Franklin, that he wants them dead. But uh, so he starts with Leon because they still think Leon is just as cool. Um, and Leon's right, it's Franklin's fault that they in that bullshit in the first place. But he starts with Leon and because um, he's an easy target because uh, he's out there, you know, he knows his whereabouts. So it, for, for me, that just sets the tone for what's coming, not only in that episode, but what's coming in, in more episodes to come because that is a big turn of events. Um, that's the attempted murder of Leon. Um, and it's gonna, you know, things are gonna spiral from there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree, man. I think she definitely saved the day for old Leon, man. And uh, I thought it was funny how she pulled out a tooth and and was trying to sell it like it was silver. She was like, "Fucking tooth, man. Who gonna buy a tooth?" Like I had some silver in this tooth and tried to sell it. I was like, "I don't, I don't think they use silver fillings, but man. we're wrong with it." Right? She said, "I got a silver filling in it." Yeah, <laughs> she is the epit. She's reached the bottom. Like she is at the epitome of like, you are a smoker. I don't even remember who you used to be. You're a smoker. That's it. Can you imagine being in love with somebody who turned into a crackhead? I want to get into that when we get to the hospital scene where Leon stayed there. Because I got a question I want to ask you guys about that of why he's even sticking around in the love book. Because I'm looking at it. I'm a little bit more heartless, I guess, than Leon. But bitch, you're a Yeah, you're definitely more heartless. It's over, over, bitch. Like, get away from me. I will sell you crack. That's it. (laughs) That is what we're doing. That is the You will sell her crack. That is it. (laughs) 
The extent of our relationship is me selling you crack. That's it. Sorry. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but as far as this scene and how I felt about it, um, like I said, thank God for Wanda. I know in the preview shows that I predicted it was someone, I think it was you, Twain, predicted that Leon might be the one to go, one of the bigger characters. And I was definitely not ready to see it. I did a good setup with that, though, I think, but him and Franklin arguing, so you were kind of in the air if that was going to happen. I thought Wanda was going to be dead. I thought her big promotion thing of the season was her teeth coming out and realizing that she was over. And I thought that she would be Me too. That's what I thought. I, I thought she was done. I thought she was uh, dead too. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised when we did catch them at the hospital after that later in that. But thankfully she saved the day. Our next scene, we go to Franklin with his new, the new jump off that he has. And he gets the news about Leon uh, on her voicemail. What is that? What are those things called? An answer, answer machine. Answer machine. It's been so long. Yeah. I think those are, man. Don't act like you're that young. Right. Yeah. Look at like 21 years old in this joint. <laughs> that boy had the music <laughs> playing on his shit and everything. I tried. Hey, I used to have a cold ass answer machine with the Joe to see on there, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, no. No, fun fact, real quick. Uh, when I had in college, I had uh, What More Can I Say on my answer machine. And the part when JV was like, let's see what happens when I no longer exist. That was on my answer machine, right? And my mama called me one day. She was like, take that off your answer machine. What do you mean no longer exist? <laughs> like, you like, relax, man. So we pull up on the next scene. Franklin is with this new girl. He hears about the shooting. The light scene here. Uh, do you, you guys think that they're setting up something with this chick? Did, you, did that strike you in this scene or did it strike you a little later in the episode? Like, what's she here? In the restaurant, it, it, when she started working with his aunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say it did strike me in this scene too because, man, she she missed 411. I mean, whenever something going down, she knows about it. Somebody right. calling her, hitting her up. She, she has the info. She in these streets, nigga. Like, <laughs> she is in you need one like that by your side, but it also is raising some suspicion on my end. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it, it does. And that's what I ain't gonna lie. It wasn't this scene. It was the other scene that we'll get into later. But I, what I did wonder with this scene, I'm like, damn, like Sean just said, how she so tapped in? Like she don't do shit. Like it ain't really like she ain't like out here selling dope either. So like you just, it, it's weird to me to see that tapped in. But we'll talk later about that when we get to her working there. We do get to Leon and the crew meeting at the hospital in the next scene. Franklin comes to visit Leon, and Leon is really cold towards Franklin. Franklin is trying to be like, figure out, hey, let's team up and get Scully. And something hit me in this scene. I want to know what you guys think about it as far as the beef with Leon and Franklin. It's not that Leon sees Franklin as being bigger than him or he's jealous of him in any way. Is that Franklin think that he's so much smarter than Leon? Because he tried to hit him with, even in this scene, it's like, yeah, I done been in the bottom, and this is how you gonna have man, nigga, get away from me, my nigga. This right. nigga trying to kill me. I don't even want your fucking feedback, bro. This, you should be asking me what I want to do as opposed to coming to me with plans. I feel like Leon is looking at that. That made me go back to why they right. even, even in the first place. It's because Franklin thinks he's so smart. What y'all think about that? Exactly. No, I, I mean I totally agree. Uh, he he tries to patronize and belittle um, Leon, um, <laughs> and Franklin has this problem where he always thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Um, and in the beginning, it, it helped him, but he has to understand that Leon's become his own man, his own boss, pretty mm-hmm. much. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Leon's like, who the fuck is you to tell me how to do something? Because Leon in his head already knows how he's going to approach it. Right. Like, um, you're telling me not what not not to do. Like, yeah, like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leah actually had a genius idea going forward to, to get, yeah, to get it done. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I think Franklin tries to be the smartest guy in the room, and man, Leon ain't buying it, even though his hair has grown over his eyebrows and his eyes. We got to, you know, we got to reel in that afro. Outside of that, though, man. Ben <laughs> Wallace afro. That nigga afro. His afro killing Ben Wallace. Ridiculous, man. He need to cut that down, man. He got to do the big U curl, man. I said that in the chat. You yeah. be Leon out there with the big U curl. That'll be it. That'll be it for the series, I'm telling you. So, again, Franklin think he's smarter than Leon. Advises him not to go to the bottom. Leon tells him to get lost. Next, we go to Teddy visiting Avi again about these guns that ain't showed up. Uh, now we learn that Javi paid for the guns and the people took his money. Um, $18 million, I believe that they said it was. This scene, like, it was kind of one you pushed by the wayside, but it also struck me in the sense of um, Reed looked done, man. Like Reed on his last leg out here, dude. And <laughs> Javi pointed that out in the scene. And I'm thinking that they're trying to allude to a point to something to do with his fatigue of him just being like just drained from the game and everything that he's doing, and that's going to affect him in the long run. Am I off there? Is it Javi or Abby? I say Javi. Yeah, it's just A-B-I. It's just Abby. Okay. It's yeah. just Abby. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't it's just know. Abby. Yeah, because I had to look twice, but it's, it's Abby. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, for me, I think Reed, he definitely looks tired, but also he's bolder now. Like he got more balls this season. Like he went into Abby and like, look, Nick, if I don't have my guns, you gonna, I know something. It's gonna be some furniture movement. Like you need to make this shit happen. So, yeah. uh, um, so he's also taking control. But he's he dealing with both sides. He's dealing with that issue. Got to deal with the Mexicans. Dealing with Franklin. So it's, it's, it's definitely taking a toll. Yeah, facts. But yeah, man. I mean, if you guys notice, one of the reasons why he's tired is because when he took that body suit off, man, he took some shots to the body. Yeah. From that last event, I mean, his whole torso broke. Broke ribs, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I, mean, I could, I could totally understand why he's worn the hell out right now, cause right. Another, another interesting thing that stood out to me there is the power structure in the show. We were introduced to Ivy; he was the top dog. Like, he the one that gave Franklin his first brick. Now we got him. He below Franklin. He below Oso. He below Reed. Like he's like at the bottom of the totem pole as opposed to where he started. I just thought that was interesting, and that's how Reed treats him too. Like nigga, like he yeah, shows he a little him. bit more respect to Franklin and Oso than he does to Ivy. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he lost all that shit. Yeah, he lost. Well, see, I said in that old song had a little grant, but you lost it. Ass. I said shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next we got next scene. Leon goes to see a private investigator. He's trying to get the ups on Scully. You mentioned this earlier in Mextra. I'm going to get more into it here. Brilliant idea. And this goes to show why Leon is not by Franklin's side anymore because he got good ideas. And, and Franklin, when he was away from being shot, he lost the fact of what Leon did while he was gone. Leon grew up. Franklin came out and was still the same. And now you got them where they are. You see the growth of Leon and him being a boss in this scene, I think, putting all this play together and everything of that nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like the, uh, Franklin mentioned in the first episode about, or Leon mentioned, I'm not your driver anymore. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. And Franklin was like, what? But that's when you know that Leon is a different, mentally he's in a different space. I mean, he also, like I say, he has his own team. He got, he got rank, he got a he's a boss, he got flunkies, he got young cats doing his, his dirty work. And he set up shot in the project. He's running the project. 
So like, yeah, you got to respect that. And um, that's what, that's what Franklin's not quite understanding because to him, he still looks at Leon as the driver he told to, you know, you know, but yeah, little nigga, like, uh, what he said in that one scene, oh, because our motherfucker look like that scene, he's like, put, he put him in his place. And like, you can't do that anymore with Leon. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great point to bring up. He did put him in in his place in that scene when him and Man Boy had the beef. You also got to grow from that, though. You can't expect the nigga to be in that same spot the way that you talk to him after you have that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he exactly. grown. He grew up. You just told him to grow up. He grew up, and now you still treat him like a kid. And there goes the divisiveness in their relationship. Sean, yeah, well, one thing I have noticed about Leon, now, now, no, my, don't get me wrong, the plan was great. But uh, I've noticed he kind of talks to Fatboy the same way, uh, the same way Frank used to kind of, you know, belittle him a little bit. What's yeah. was it, Fat Man or Fat Boy? Fat Man. Fat Man. Yeah. Fat Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He don't. He get the short end of the stick sometimes. He'll work though. He'll work Like I think yeah, he. Yeah. 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 He'll work for sure. Which, which that's what Leon was at one point. At one point, and he grew up. So I, that is a good point. I would be anxious to see if this series progresses, if he grows into being a boss, how Leon treats him, if he does the same thing that Franklin does. Next, we go to Franklin and mom, sissy at the uh, country club. They meet with Clay Davis, cousin Paul Davis. And uh, <laughs> they talking with him about the transition that they want to make from the business that they're in to legalize just getting their money washed. And he's very skeptical, gave a great analogy with the Rolls Royce that it buy $4,000. Like, nigga, yeah, yeah, that was, that was, get that was a great, and that was typical, great old head shit. I love that. Um, do you guys think that this dude, Paul Davis, is he going to be a villain? Is he going to be an adversary? Where y'all stand on his role? I want to, before we get on that, I want to talk about a very important part of that scene mm -hmm. um, where Leon, not Leon, Franklin notices the waiter and how his uh, interaction is with uh, Davis. Mm. <clears throat> and Franklin is to himself, in my opinion, is thinking this is what I should be because I should be on my way to college. I should have been doing this. I should have been doing that. But instead, he, this is what I'm doing now. Um, and so I think Franklin saw himself in that waiter and think and he thought about what could have been. I think that was very important, mm. important how they shot it and how he looked at the waiter, you know, uh, it was probably overlooked for a lot in that a lot of people in that scene, but that was very important because I think Franklin himself was reflecting on his life and what it could have been if he stayed out the drug game or stayed in school. Yeah, and and, and not, not only that, I feel like everybody in this scene at the country club was black too. Yeah, that was a nice black. Was was it uh Ball Hills, Hills probably? Yeah, Ball Hills. Hills. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, I mean, to, to go on for that, I just want to spot like that because I feel like that's very important in that sense. It's telling because I feel like the game is also taking its toll on Franklin. Well, let me ask uh, you something before you ask, is he an adversary or a, um, a villain here? How do you think Franklin processed that? Because I picked up on what you're saying, too. They kind of zoomed in on his face and wanted you to know that he looked and paid attention to that. Do you think that he looked at dude like a sucker or a scrub and like, no. I'm glad I'm doing what I'm doing or because no. I kind of looked at it like he, because he told, what he say did how's college? He said, it's like trying to drown, baptize a cat or some shit, yeah. some weird shit like that. Then he had to give him some money. And I, I kind of took it as Franklin looking at it like that could have been me, but I'm glad that I do this. No, I think it, I think it looked, I think it was a what if moment for Franklin mm -hmm. and the way he stared at him because Franklin was that kid. Franklin was smart. 
Marty's yeah. still smart, but he, I mean, he could, he had, he, he went to college and he, you know, he just came back home. Um, so I feel like for, for Franklin, that moment was just a moment where he was like, what if I stayed the course? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wouldn't have to worry about all this because even though he got all the money and all stuff like I feel like the game is taking a toll on it. The man has a fucking cane for Christ's sake. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's taking a toll. Um, as far as Davis himself, uh, you can't trust this nigga. You can't trust this nigga. Uh, I think um, Franklin's father hit the nail on the head. He's a snake. Um, but sometimes you got to roll around with snakes and get dirty just to, you know, see a course. And I, but I think Franklin's mom is going to fuck with him, but also know that I got to keep my eye on this nigga. Okay. Yeah, man, I was going to say, just on the guy they have playing his character, you know you can't trust him. This is the same dude from the shot. Good point. He, he, play, he plays the same kind of position, man. I just, you know, he, I mean, I, he could be in the movie about angels and I still wouldn't trust him. Still, wouldn't take, you, still think you're the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, man, no, no, I'm not, I'm not trusting Mr. Davis at all. A, a good point that you bring up before I move on to the next scene, MS is they're doing a brilliant job this year of showing the toll that the game is taking on everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to contradict this later, but uh, as far as one of the scenes with the bodyguard, but they just, they're doing a great job of showing even Nick's when he got axed out last week, the white cop, yeah. like they're just, just showing uh, it's great how the game is affecting everybody. Yeah, for sure. The transition of how like crack took off. I like they, they just want to do a great job. Don't Scully look old as fuck? Yeah. Who Scully is? look old. Scully look fucked. Scully look old. You know what happened to him in real life though, right? No. After the, yeah, he, he went through a lot of shit like in real life. After mm-hmm. that movie, after he was in, um, in the, the wood. Yeah, he, the wood, he, he was, he like went to jail. I think he had like a murder. It was some crazy shit, like a really crazy story. I send you really? to get done talking. Yeah, but he, he, he like looking. Yeah, he looked like life. one of them niggas. You know how you like grow up with niggas, like for me, like just growing around different hood and just hood, mm-hmm. you have different friends and shit, different hood niggas. You can tell like some people do just look old as fuck because the hood and took its toll on them. What they didn't did, what didn't happen to him. Yeah, yeah that's one of those. I'll send a link to the chat when we get done. But yeah, he went through some shit, man. All right, so we get through the Paul Davis meeting and the transition to legal business, and we go to Leon going to get an update on Wanda. And in getting that update from Jameis Winston Jr., <laughs> he, he goes to he the like James He looks just like Jameis Winston. They got to be related, dude. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like uh, he gets an update and he goes to pay for her to stay extra in the hospital. Kind of a throwaway scene other than I think it's giving us time to, to keep Wanda on the scene and away from smoking crack. Anything I, about that? You know what? I disagree with you saying, you know what? I think, and I was just talking to I was just talking to my girl about power and mm-hmm. and how much better the writing is on Snowfall, right? Fair. So I don't think any scene is a throwaway scene on Snowfall. I feel like every scene has to be paid attention to and it's intricate and how they're laying and developing the story, right? So I think the scene in the hospital was telling, um, especially the interaction with the nurse, that was great. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. That was great. <laughs> These hood ass niggas. These hood ass niggas trying to pay the nurse. You that's know a what realistic that? situation right there. But that's saying, see how great that was? That's great writing right there, yeah. right? Because that's a real, because they don't understand, sometimes you're so entrapped in the hood and the ghetto, you don't understand how the real world works. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you mean I can't pay? You know what I'm saying? That's like, like me going, I can't just pay for anything with money. Yeah. I can do anything with money, right? 
So right. he, you know, he, he don't understand. But also, I think the scene between him and, and Rondo was very telling because, like you alluded to earlier, Leon still cares for him. Absolutely, he really loves her. Yeah. Uh, but she, but she's turned into a crackhead, so he can't, you know, associate himself with him. But him going to these just drastic lengths to first of all, she saved his life. She did. She did. You know what I'm saying? She saved his life. So him going to these other, you know, you forgot about it. <laughs> him going to these <laughs> to making sure she's comfortable and making sure she stays in here so she won't relapse you know what i'm saying so she needs to you know stay the course is telling because you can tell he realized she saved his life and he does still have feelings for her even though he could never be with her that's a good point about not having the throwaway scenes though because now that i'm thinking about that even the the interaction with wanda last episode you would have thought was a throwaway scene but it does go to show how much that he still cares for her she still cares for him so when she see a motherfucker coming to kill him like scully was then of course she's going to be there to save yeah. that so yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah because she didn't have to say shit she right. could have just ran she could have just ran on her way like a smoker would have yeah <laughs> that was a sign right there now yeah. that was a sign of his love there his love in the air still she's still right. i wish him the best She's a crackhead with, with missing teeth. Good luck. Ain't nothing worse than a bitch with missing teeth. Man. <laughs> you don't smoke though. Man. falling out. The fat oh, lady no. laughing at her and shit. Jesus Christ. Other crackheads was laughing at her, which was even worse. <laughs> um, next, we go to an important scene here. And I'll tell you guys what I took about this. Teddy gets a visit from his CIA case handler. Still look beat up, miserable. Y'all talked about his ribs being broke when he peeled the uh, suit off. I'm definitely bruised. Yeah. What I think this scene is saying, contribute, continuing on with the no throwaways trend here in Extra, the writing's on the wall that this is about to be over. Like all of this, like moving money to the Contras and you got this, you bringing in so much money. So we're letting you have free reign to like ruin South Central Los Angeles with crank. Dude was really, I feel like, was coming here to tell him that. But Teddy was shutting him down like, nah, bro, I'm going through whatever you got going on. You need another, you need a higher power to come tell me to shut it down. And I just feel like dude was trying to get a feel of how he was going to react when he tell him, hey, this is over, bro. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree, man. This this is one of those scenes, to me, uh, like you mentioned, it was, uh, it was important to tell him. To me, this was one I kind of, I was paying attention, but not really. It, it was mm-hmm. kind of like I was just kind of li- letting them go through the motions to see what kind of dialogue they lay on because uh, it really didn't seem too important to me. But you just made some great points, though, because, uh, you know, I really wasn't catching any of that. Yeah, he yeah. was there. Like, <clears throat> I, I guess my thing was the lie when he said, because I've watched it twice now, and he came out, I'm yeah, in too. town for a wedding. And yeah. Teddy picked up on that. Like, man, you ain't in town for no fucking wedding. He's trying to check up on me. Yeah, he's trying to check up mm-hmm. on him, see what's going on. And that usually doesn't happen. The last time that happened was that lady, and she tried to ruin the whole operation. But, yeah, but I think what happens, the reason he did that is because of the gun. Mexico situation. stuff. And the Mexico but, uh, stuff, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, that and the obvious situation. So all that combined, he's like, what the hell? This man is in trouble. Let me yeah. see, what, can he handle it? He's um, become so a I don't, headache. Yeah, yeah. so eventually, I think it does end, but I don't think it ends this season, though. That's fair. Next, we got the private investigator. He's taking out a scully little spot there. Almost gets discovered. Very tense scene right there. Did you guys, did you, were y'all feeling that? Or was it too cheesy? 
Oh no, I was because I thought he caught his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought he was made. I, I thought he was. Oh man, it's too. over with for this nigga, man. Yeah, I thought he was. You know, if y'all look, because I watched it twice, uh, what I seen, and if y'all look closely, you see Scully reach for his gun, like uh-huh. at first he's trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because now I, I do get what you mean when 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 you say cheesy, because when the guy first started talking. It didn't appear like he was talking to a female at all. Nah, he was like, nigga, like, he, he was tensed up. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, nigga, this ain't how you talk to no woman. And she was some slaw, too. She definitely not worth stopping she the food game. Like, I, I'm not stopping the eat well, she, was, she was extra regular. Bro. I thought it was going to be a bad chick. They in Cali, bro. I thought this was going to be like, yeah. I like, it was built like bro. a second laundry. Like, what? Man, she was like, yeah, Gumby looking at ass bitch. They... They ain't telling you. This man made everybody stop eating their food. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. really, dude? He was a five, man. He was not eating for no five. You know what I did appreciate about that scene? Was Beverly Hills Cop Talk. That was good. Man. That was that Yeah, was, that, that was, was the banana in the tailpipe. That's what I was, was going to ask you, man. What movie were they talking about? That Beverly was Hills great. Cop, yeah. I always like when movies do that when you get like the <clears throat> sidebar conversations like that. Real okay, that was great because they're really in that time period. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That's when Beverly Hills Cop came out. Like Everybody know about the banana in the tailpipe scene. It's a classic scene. Uh, that's classic Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy ran the '80s, so that was that was classic. That was great writing. Another yeah. another the shout out to their writing. All right, next, I think this is probably my favorite for scene of the episode, and this is the come to God conversation that Franklin's mom has with Franklin. And Franklin kind of feeling himself. They got the mm-hmm. deal done. They feeling loan um, Paul Davis the money to, to get the church redone so he can kind of give them a start on what's going on and see how they, if they work out and if he can use them in the future. And Franklin is kind of happy about that. And he's mad that his mom ain't feeling the same way. And then she break it down to him like, my nigga, I'm not doing this for one play. I'm doing this to remove you from this dangerous situation that you're in. Goes back to the point of what we said earlier about the game taking its toll on everybody, even Franklin's mom, because she's like, I'm not trying to be in the back of another motherfucking police car for you. Like, you need to figure this out ASAP. Did y'all like this scene? Oh, man. I yeah, love- I mean, yeah. go, go, go ahead, Twin. You got it. No, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's needed because Franklin needs, uh, Franklin needs to, Franklin needs to understand that uh, he, I'm, so he kind of understands that this shit can't go on forever, but his mom is trying to speed up the process of you getting out of this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what he, but in his Franklin's mind is that's what he's trying to been trying to do the whole time is build something legitimate and get get on, um, because he knows the clock is ticking. Um, but his mom just wants him to do it, I guess, an efficient way, her way. Uh, uh, but Franklin also had a good point when he when he told his mom. What do you mean? Like we just came from a country club eating lobster salad. That we are going, we are legitimate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what that's where the the contrast and the and the fight lies between the two because Franklin thinks he's doing the same thing that she wants him to do, but she doesn't like how he's going about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and I think Moms is also picking up the fact that yeah, Franklin is making this play, but he's also trying to handle business in the street too. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, she she isn't stupid. She knows he's already killed somebody. And she also knows that some people are after him. <laughs> so she's just like, listen, I'm trying to get us out completely, completely out the game. No feet, no hands in it at all. And I think mm-hmm. right now, Franklin, she's kind of trying to play both sides of it right now. 
Um, so, so yeah, but I mean, it, that was, I agree. That's one of my favorite scenes of the series too. You have, she's a great, she's a, she's a great actor. She is a great oh, actor. She's doing her thing here. Oh my God. In this scene and even. And that mole, scene, oh my God, that mole. Give it up to the mole. The mole is working. On the working, boy. Needs- <laughs> Y'all niggas is crazy. The mole working, boy. This lady who props and then you're going to talk about a mole. <laughs> no, but look, seriously. Mole this scene mole. goes a lot to like the difference between men and women and street people and non-street people. Yeah. The first I'll attack the men and the women of it. Franklin is like, hey, we just did all of this great stuff. And you're sitting here like you're not happy, you're not satisfied. And as a woman, she's like, well, you're not doing what you said you would do. All of that shit's cool, but you're still not doing what you said you would do. Like, you're still selling dope. I don't want you to be selling dope, and I have to worry about you when you leave my home. That's what Franklin isn't getting. And then when you get the street side versus the not street side, when you're in the streets, you don't realize how fast it's going because you try to come up with a routine. You try to do stuff where you can stay safe so you get in your zone. But on the outside, when you got somebody like his mom looking at it, like every time you walk out of this door, I don't give a fuck what your plan is, somebody might kill you. Yeah, right. And, and that's just from her being, I don't know the streets. I don't know that you got a bodyguard. I don't know that you got safe houses and you know to move at this time of day. Like she doesn't know that. All she knows is that you in the streets. And every time that you walk out that door, she's looking at it like you cannot come back. And I don't think that Franklin is processing that part of Franklin is looking at it like I'm a kingpin. It's not that dangerous. I'm only dealing with a few people. Nah, it's not how people that aren't in the streets ever look at it. I'll take that as a walk off and a mic drop. Let's say mic drop. All right. So next. Also meets with Lupe's sister. Now, here is something to challenge the theory that we just came up with in No Scenes of Throwaway. I didn't get anything from this. I get that the kids were misplaced. I get that Oso's a stand-up guy, but I knew all of this shit beforehand. What yeah. are they trying to tell her, here? I mean, I think that it was, I think it was necessary because Oso felt so bad about these people being murdered and these kids being left orphans. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I feel like to follow up with that because he mentioned that in the in the last episode. So I feel like to follow up to that, it had like you had to go to a relative and could because she's taking care of the kids now. I mean, so I, I like how they showed the results of bad things happening on this show. Because they could have easily just abandoned that and not said anything. But the class kind of like, like how they did his first girl. Like, like yeah. the first girl. Where is she? Damn. Yeah. She so the class, yeah, so the clarity I love because it paints a picture. It makes you think more about how Oso felt um, about these people really close to him being murdered. So it, it, it paints a picture of how their murder affects everything else in Oso's life and now in this other other woman's life. So I just, I, I love how they just give the story legs because at layers because, like you said, it could have just not said anything, but you can see how passionate and how much Oso really wanted these people to die because they murdered people that were so close to him. So I feel like because they were so close to him, the story had to have some extra layer to, you know, to for the audience to realize how much it felt also and also the lives that are affected because of this tragedy. Yeah, I man, also he's he's one of my favorite characters in this entire series and yeah. I, I don't feel like they gave him enough shine in this episode. I mean, they had this one scene and that was pretty much it. So 
to an extent, I do feel like it was kind of like a throwaway. I get why they had it in there because it does give that particular incident closure. But hell, I mean, they could have given some more screen time. I mean, it was just yeah. like he could have said a word or something. Yeah, I mean, that, that was other than this, man. Especially after that, that was it, but, uh, last episode. But I just it was confusing to me why they threw this in here. Like, it, it probably will pay off since the writing is so good here, but I just really didn't get anything uh, from that particular part of it then. Next, we go to the reporter. Uh, the reporter is in full-fledged overdrive mode, trying to find Tony Marino, who was the DEA agent over the case uh, when the lady got killed, also killed the lady. She So she's trying to find him. She's going through all her resources. They're making a ton of phone calls. She goes to tell her boss she's not having any luck. And her boss tells her maybe she should focus on the dad and try to get more information. You think that was a good strategy by the editor to point her that way? Or... What did you guys get from that? No, I, I don't necessarily think it was the best strategy because if you remember, somebody else was telling her that she needed to focus on the big dogs. The money. The money. Yeah. yeah. Follow, follow the money. Who's who's protecting Franklin? You know, uh, I can't remember what scene it was, but somebody gave her that type of information. Like, mm-hmm. you, you need to worry about who's protecting him, not just necessarily him. So I think... You know, going after the dad, he's not gonna say anything. I mean, he's made that he's made that obvious. Yeah. She's just wasting the time. <laughs> so yeah, it was, yeah, it was a it was a bullshit strategy. Yeah, um, I don't. I really don't even. Now that's the part I don't even know why they. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was to get her to look deeper and like the dad tell her off. And now I got to really look deeper on my own to find out what's going on. But the other guy already gave her the name to the DA and so. I don't know the strategy of going to the dad. I think that, and this is going to be a theory, I get into it later in, the dad is going to need her. And I think that they're trying to build up oh, as really? much adverse, like making them adversaries uh, as far as, excuse me, making them opponents and being against each other as much as they can because he's going to use her later on to tell the story of what happened to Franklin. Like she's, I think that she's going to be a very key player in getting Franklin out of trouble, uh, maybe relieving him of some of the things that come with him getting caught and, and Reed getting away. But I think that she's going to be like a wild card and they're trying to make it where you don't see that coming. So every conversation is contentious. Everything is get away from us, get away from me until they feel like, until they realize that she's going to be the one that they need to call and she's going to have all the information. From the CEA stuff. That's my theory on that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Next, next, we got the dad and sissy having a conversation about Paul Davis being a snake. And this is another credit to Franklin's mom, Sissy, bodying this season with her acting. And the phrase and the quote of the episode for me, when he says, Well, do you know if he's a snake or if he's a, a, a teammate or whatever he said? And she said, Well, if he's a snake, I'm going to chop his head off and I'm going to go to the next motherfucker. And if he's a snake, I'm going to chop his head off too until I find the right motherfucker that's trying to do what we want to do. <laughs> that was great. That might have been one of the lines of the series so far. How you take that, Sean? Wait a minute, man. Was, was that like a direct quote? I don't, I don't recall. I adverbed a little bit in there. I, I did a little bit of ad, ad <laughs> in there, but it was pretty close, though. 
Yeah, definitely nah, close. Definitely close. It was definitely pretty close. Nigga, if he don't yeah. work, nigga, the next nigga gonna work. And if he don't, then I'm gonna, hey, we gonna get this shit done. I like that. I like that tenacity. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I agree, man. I, you know, that, that scene right there, she kind of threw it back to her wire days, man, when she was at tough. She's uh, fine, man. I'm telling you, she's fine. Yeah, she, she's a great actress, man. She, she's a, she's definitely doing the thing. So, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. She was setting pop straight and said, listen, I got this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can, like you can come with all the peace talk you want, or I need to watch my back. This in the third, but hey, I know what I'm right. doing. Yeah, I like the approach of miss me with that what if shit. I only want <laughs> solutions. I don't yeah. want to hear about well, what That's if. How I am at, at, at work. Like, me with that. Yeah, y'all look. Yeah. All we can do like discuss is solutions. I hate when people want to goddamn. What if this happened? Meet a dead horse. Oh, this way, man. Nah, man. Let's let's just figure this shit out. If this don't work, we're going to try this. And if that don't work, we're going to try this. And then we're going to try something else. Like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, I I really liked her in this scene. She bodied that. Uh, Next, we got Franklin meeting with Teddy. Based off the conversation that Franklin had with his mom about her wanting him out of the game, Teddy wants to have a conversation. Excuse me. Franklin wants to have a conversation with Teddy McDonald, a.k.a. Reed, about how do you see this ending? How far from now do you see this ending? And I respected how real Teddy kept it with me. Like, bro, if I gave you a date right now, I'd be lying to you. Best thing you can do. And he gave him some great advice. The best thing you can do out here, my niggas, keep solving problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's the best advice I can give you, my nigga. Because if you stop doing that, you're probably going to die or go to jail. So the best thing you can do is not worry about when this is over and keep solving problems. I think this was a great scene as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Teddy's he, he has some of the most real conversations with Franklin, I think. Yeah. As you know, compared to anybody else that Franklin talks to, really. Ironically, he's had some of the risk conversations with this guy that's working for the CIA, helping poison the black community in in, in his area. It's, it's just wild to me to yeah. even, you know, say that. But they're having some of the realest conversations in the entire show. Facts. I do think <laughs> that um Franklin, I don't I, I don't think it was a smart move in this scene when he asked him to double when he's essentially tell him I'm going to double up what I'm taking. No, yeah. It's it's rough out here already, my nigga. The game's taking a toll on everybody. You're telling me you take twice the work? That's going to that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass. Um, next, we got Wanda in the hospital. Leon has paid for her to stay a little bit extra. He made sure he let her know that, too. Uh, she beefing with the nurses, don't want any medication. He tells her she can stay in there and get off that shit for a couple of days. And he stays at night with him. We talked a little bit about this as far as, uh, you know, her being there for him. I'm going to go in and get my feelings out the way, as y'all probably could hear in my voice. Like, this scene was a no for me. <laughs> I'm not staying there with Wanda. Like, appreciate you saving my life. I'd have, Damn. I, I paid for you to stay in the hospital. But, hey, man, this is a smoker. Until she's not a smoker no more, you got to treat her like a smoker. But see, but see, Lou, here's the thing, though, man. Because again, we're we're talking about we, we have to look at the time period, man. We look at the mm-hmm. time period. Crack is it's new, man. It's new. It's now, new. you know, of course, we we had experienced heroin by then, but crack was just a different beast, man. I mean, they saw the effects of what crack could do, but they didn't understand the depths of it, though. You know what I mean? So they didn't know once a smoke, always a smoker back then. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, you, you may have some scenes where, hey, well, he's thinking she can literally get clean off this stuff. She can bounce back. In a couple nights. Poor fella. In 2021, you, in 2021 we know that it happened. Facts. <laughs> I tell you, I was kind of, I was 
semi-joking there, but my real takeaway from this and in the scenes that I see Wanda with Leon and Wanda with Franklin is the standard that he holds Franklin to as far as their relationship and was, I feel like at the snap of a finger, ready to walk away from it and be like, fuck you, my nigga, as opposed to the standard he's holding Wanda to, what she's put him through and him continuing to stick by her side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, listen, man, I, I I feel like with this whole situation with Leon and, and Wanda, he truly loves Wanda. That's rough. And that's the <laughs> only reason, you know, you, I mean, you, you, go, you, man. Can, you can, you can let yeah. them go to, to be in love with somebody and they get on crack. Yeah, I mean, but he still can be, he still can have love for her and not deal with her. I that's mean, so that's, that's normal. He's dealing you know? with her. Cause you can't be with him. He can still have love for Franklin. He's not dealing with Franklin. I, I just that's weird to me. But, like this your homeboy from day one who made weird. you millions of dollars and you fucking cut sense. him off. Wanda also saved his life. As of recent, keep forgetting that. You keep forgetting that's that. That's very important. That's he the way. Wanda saved his life, but not only that though, man. There's several scenes earlier where Leon, you can see in his face where it's really hurting him that him oh, and Franklin are not on the same page. You told what? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and and I thought you were talking about him when he seen Wanda. But yeah, it does. I think it's bothering him how dense Franklin is acting. Like, how you acting this goddamn dumb with me, my nigga? And you so fucking smart. Like, yeah, I think that's what he want to say to him. Like, my nigga, you so smart, but you can't see how smart I am. I think that's what he really want to say to him. But <laughs> he is frustrated super with Franklin. But I just, the, the, the Wanda relationship is never, it's always going to be weird to me. <laughs> Nearing the end of the episode, man, we get Franklin. He's meeting with the team about expansion. I got some strong takeaways from here. Uh, And if I was Franklin, I would be upset. And and, and the reason being, you're talking about expansion. Everybody in this room knows what's going on. They understand what we do here. When a nigga tell me, hey, man, let's slow down the work so I can figure out my audio shop. My audio shop, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I almost might have pulled the strap out on him. On, on <laughs> man, what we doing here? Because you don't, you don't sell car stereos, my nigga. You sell dope. So you telling me, hey, man, I want to get back to selling these woofers, man. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I was hot at Unc, so I know Franklin had to be like, bro, like, what, what are you talking about? I want to get back to my shop, my nigga. Get back to these bricks, nigga. That's what we getting back to, my nigga. What are you talking about? What did y'all think about that? Man, well, I, hey, I man, was, we, you ahead, guys man. already know my biggest takeaway from this scene was was that they they mentioned Little the Rock. infamous Little Rock, Arkansas. Yep, yeah. that's true though. They, that shit was cracked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, it, it, shout that's out to, folks to Little Rock. That's, that's where I'm from. But yeah, I mean, mentioning Little Rock and uh, you know, it's mid levels where they where they where they want to start. Excuse me, uh, was my biggest takeaway because I was like, wow. This is based a little bit off of the life, too, right? Because this is how you got the bloods in, like, uh, abundance down in Little Rock because you had niggas that was going from Cali to Little Rock taking the work down there. They would get caught. Then they would go to jail in Arkansas. Then they put niggas down in jail. And those niggas getting out of jail, going back to the hood. And that's how you got so many bloods. In Little Rock, and that blood the anchor. Infamous, what was that? What was the name of that documentary? Banging in, banging Bangin Little, Little Rock. Rock. Bangin 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 Rock. Yeah, A-B-O. yeah. You know, in in that documentary, it was a crib named L.A. Mo, mm-hmm. who actually touched down in Little Rock, and he's claimed responsibility for 
bringing Crips to Little Rock. And uh, it was also a thing where in Little Rock, your set wasn't true unless somebody from LA came there and touched down. Oh, wow. Yep. And pretty much, you know, blessed that, that particular area. That's how great this fucking show is. This shit is so accurate. This shit yeah. is, is crazy. And even so, even deeper than that, I was reading Rick Ross' book, and he said that that's how they, like, we would, when we were trying to get outside of L.A., we will put bricks on a nigga and send them to different places. Like, motherfuckers would call us. They started in St. Louis. Then they went to Little Rock, as he said, and, and I want to say Chicago, but they X out Chicago on here. But in Rick Ross' autobiography, who this story is loosely based on he essentially says the same thing we started just putting bricks on niggas because la was too hot it was too much going on so we had to go other places and niggas is for people that are asking well how do they move in it they just hopped on a plane they put that shit in their bags they strapped that shit up on their bodies and they hopped on a plane way different from what we do now but i like this scene though and i think that they had some good ideas as far as the expansion i was just i was super disappointed uh, Talking about self. Man, auntie is a fucking goat, man. Yeah, my nigga. You sell speakers. Go sell speakers, my nigga. Get the fuck out of my meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your chick harder than you, nigga. Yeah, nigga. All right. Next, we got the private investigator. And private investigator, he gives the whereabouts on Scully uh, to Leon and Big Man or whatever his name is. Y'all think the private investigator is going to play a bigger role in this? Or we uh, have we seen the last of him? Well, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see why he would continue unless he needs to do more PI work. I tell you, what made me work? What made me ask? My bad. What made me ask was um when Big Man and Leon commenced having a conversation about what was going on. He's like, "Y'all niggas need to step outside because if some police come asking me what happened, I'm gonna have to testify." So, because you guys take your business outside, and that's what made me even wonder would he we see him again, just based off that statement. I think based off that statement, we won't. No, I mean, I, you know, to be honest with you, I really hope we do see him again because that would just add to the brilliance of Leon. I think. Yeah. You know, you using using that play. Uh, but who knows? I I don't want to spoil what I saw coming forth in the in the next episode. So yeah, because if Leon fucking died, he- <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Next, we got Franklin Dad at the shelter, breaking up an altercation between the smoker and his son. Smoker was supposed to bring some diapers back. Um, nothing being a throwaway, like you said. The reporter does come and try to get back with Franklin's dad. Even bigger than that, Franklin's dad is the moral compass for this show. Now, he's the only person that don't really got no bash. Nigga got a homeless shelter he running. He's trying to get people off drugs, trying to get Franklin <laughs> off the streets. Uh, he the only nigga that's legit. Like, and he used to be like the drunk and the person that wasn't legit. What do y'all think they're trying to portray? Is there a story they're trying to tell? Like, what is Franklin's dad purpose going to be? Like, a bigger purpose in the show as the moral compass? Man, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm worried about Franklin's dad. Man, he's doing too much good work to to last. Mm. May get caught up in the mix somehow, man. Wrong place at the wrong time type situation. I don't know. I, I'm not ready to, to bet on it, but he's doing he's doing way too much positive work. I mean, he's he's giving the, the best you know what if scenario advice yeah. and 
He too. Much he's he's talking. He's breaking up crackhead fights with the kids, and you know, yeah. telling them to, to go get some horns chicken and buying you know. for the baby. Like it's too too <laughs> good. Like you got like everybody else got some rotten in them, and he's just like something gonna happen. I agree with you there. He knows everybody's favorite meal. Yeah, you know everybody's favorite meal. Know their names, the kids' names, diaper size. <laughs> but ain't got no love for the report. Y'all think that's due to this Black Panther days? Or is he just genuinely skeptical yeah. of this lady? He is skeptical, but it's also because of the Black Panther days. Yeah. I mean, because it made him that way. Yeah. Like, I ain't, like who would know Calvin from uh, Page and Fool would be such a, you know, stand down. You're right, <laughs> man. Who would have thought old frog eyes, man? Would've yeah, been, man, frog eyes. Kermit the Frog looking motherfucker, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was a cool scene. Like I said, Franklin's dad playing Superman in the hood, and he also rejects the reporter. Next, we got probably my one of my least favorite scenes of the episode. My nigga Lerp, who is Franklin's bodyguard, <laughs> out of no fucking where he quits. This is too much for him. Like a lot, after man. a meeting, after a meeting about expansion, not after the shootout, not after the <laughs> other shit that happened with motherfuckers dead. After a meeting about expanding and selling more cocaine, this is too much for him. And I'll tell you what I was perturbed by. It was the fact that this nigga compared it to the the war. Like, what war was he in in the eighties? What what was he in Vietnam? Vietnam. Yeah, he's not talking about that particular time, but he's talking about the war. It's a it was a war. He was right. It was a yeah, war zone in South Central LA. It hadn't I had it got that bad yet. Like, I, I don't know if it, if it had gotten that bad. We talking about late eighties. You just he, answered your question when you explained the fucking bloody shootout he was just in. Yes, it's bad. It was bad. <laughs> the man, oh no, the man, man! I just had a hard time buying that he wasn't built for this shit because he was such he was solid. He and was, I feel man. Franklin being upset. You don't that's good help right there, man. You don't let good help like that go, but, man. But he also had a come to Jesus moment, like I'm killing my own people. This is right. This is this is crazy. What we're doing is crazy. This right. Is, that's, why that he, that's why he said it. Yeah, that's why he said it's worse in the war because in the war I'm not killing other black men. It's new, yeah, he, said, he said I'm killing my own people. That's a good point. So I guess he does have a moral. Yeah. 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 It's just awkward timing for me, man. Like, yeah, I I agree with you. Hell, my nigga, like, nigga, just shoot niggas last week. What are you talking about? You want to leave? Hopefully, Franklin gives that man a nice severance package, man. Hey, well, Franklin said he's going to pay him double. Double if you stick around. So he really must have been over that shit. And he told him he's going to stick around. He didn't ask. Yeah, he was yeah. over it, man. You think niggas' heads get blown off? Man, he, like, well, I guess if you sign up for this, you sign up for it. And he he I, he realized that this was not what he signed up for. Yeah, like, I, I am not mad that he not a street nigga. He not like me. I'm I'm just here doing security work, my nigga, and I don't fuck with what y'all doing. So I, I I'm not mad at that. Next, we got my man Tony Marino suspiciously breaks into the reporter lady's house. Tony Marino. Got all the files, got everything that she's been looking for. And he tells her, I give you the whole story. I just won't go on record. How do you guys think this is going to play out? Oh, it's gonna be trouble, man. It's big trouble. Big trouble in little China for real. It's, it's gonna be uh it's explosive because if it comes out, everything is done. Uh so I think it's it's gonna be a big problem. I wanna see what's in those files. Because if right. Teddy's picture is in there, once she starts trying to contact him, he going to kill Tony Marino. 
So, like, I, I when I say uh, wondering how this plays out, do you think that Tony is going to be or get the good Samaritan praise or is something going to happen to him for putting this in motion? Yeah, I, for me, man, I think this is going to, it's going to be more bloodshed because of this, man. She's going to be snooping and... She might get killed. Yeah, right. Yeah, she may end up being a casualty because of this. I'd be shocked, but she might get killed. And I like how they keep referencing he did it, her her ex-husband did it last week. They keep referencing how deep she dives into stuff, the cases, and how she, if anyone, would be the person that gets to the bottom of it. I think they're setting some great groundwork for her to blow the case wide open and, and get everything that happens out there, too. Yeah. Right. Lastly, man, we get to the probably the scene of the episode. Um, some great takeaways from this. We got Leon staking out Scully's house that the private investigator, grandma's house that the private investigator gave him. They sitting right there, they chilling, and just as they are about to leave, Scully's homeboys pull up beside them. In a panic, they open fire. Scully's homeboys open fire. It's a shootout right there. That was a fire. The, the cinematography in this scene. Yeah, that was, that was hard. That was hard. Great job on the, the, the close-ups of the car, the shootouts, and a great job on when Leon notices he killed no Leon noticed killed a baby. And just the, the twilight, the sunlight. Because if you're from around the way, you know that that's the time of the day most of the shit happens. Sun right about to go down, right before it get dark, day been long. It was a great capturing of the scene and lighting and just that that time of the hood when something like that would happen like dusk, uh, right when the police switching shifts and shit and you can get away with stuff. So I thought that this was a great scene. Another one of the uh, favorites for favorite of the episode. How did you guys digest this thing? Oh man, chills, bro. Chills, man. I mean, all, all the bullets flying, glass ricochet, you know, it was just like, it was just crazy. Uh, I was, I'm looking, you, you know, you know how you can watch TV and you're looking around and like acting like you can see what's going on around the corner or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see some extra shit. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, did he hit them? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I was trying to see if Scully was in the whip. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, classic, classic scene. I remember this in the trailer, and I was wondering when this was gonna happen. Mm. So, yeah. He did show, um, show it was definitely a great scene. Um, and you know, just to see. Just like you said, the cinematography, even when the um the Italian icy guy, they show his body at the that end, like great. before they pulled off that it was a great shot. Building um, Yeah, and then just to see the heart-wrenching regret on Leon's face. Um, he was devastated. Yeah, uh, and he couldn't believe what he's done. Um and he, and you know, and what's to come with is gonna be question great. though, question, question for both of you guys. Uh-huh. Do you leave the moms alive though? That's a, oh my god! I said the same thing when I watched it. I said I would have killed the mom you gotta go because you gotta that's the only them. way that you're gonna. Now you she knows who it is. You you would have to kill everybody. Yeah, you gotta. I keep sorry, uh, that's what uh, right. No witnesses, man. No witnesses. <laughs> you got to keep shooting right there. Yeah, you uh, have to kill everybody. I had a question for y'all in the aftermath of this, and I think that there's one of three options. My girl made me think of this when she asked. Because she don't watch Snowfall, but she did see this scene. She walked in when this was playing. She said, Damn. oh, no. She said, oh, because she, she's familiar with it. She said, oh, no, is he going to start smoking crack now because it's happening? 
I, I was, I, at first, of course, you roll your eyes at first, but that's a fair question. <laughs> I think there's one of three options here for Leon. He going to go to drugs because of the Wanda connection. He going to go to Jesus because he got the God connection. You know, remember he was smoking, listening to the gospel music and double down and be some holier than that guy. Well, you double down and just be the biggest gangster in the world. I think one of those three things is going to happen from him killing his kid. And my pick uh, of those three, I would go to the uh, the come to Jesus moment, him being like uber religious and turning his life around. I think they're going to do a turnaround story for Leon where he gets out I, of it completely. I, I think Leon is going to die. Mm. You think he doubled down on the gangster I'm, I'm, stick, I'm sticking to my prediction. Leon is going he to get killed. He's going to get murdered. I think if the, the writers know that we think Leon is going to make it out of the situation. And I think they're going to surprise us or, you know, do one of those shock killings of a main star and Leon is going to die. Mm. So that's my prediction. So you say, yeah. I could be wrong. I, say, but I, I think say Leon is going to Jesus. He's going to be Deacon Leon. When he <laughs> Deacon Leon. Deacon Leon with the fro. <laughs> Bad suit. Yeah, I, I can definitely see him doing that. And, uh, Jay brought this to my attention, though. This is just another question. Um, who do you think the father is of the little girl that got killed? Mm. No, I, I thought it was Scully kid. So, so no, yeah, yeah, that's, that's I ain't gonna shout out to my nigga Mike Jones. He texts me after this is over, loyal listening to the on deck show. My guy, he texts me and asked me, Did you think that was man boy? Uh, excuse me, do you think that was Scully kid? He said, I man boy, think me. About it. So huh? it got to be Scully's kid. They said his man boy's niece. So it got to be Scully's kid then. Who said that? Okay, yeah, because he because he said that's how he met him, right? Yeah, yeah. that's how we met him. That's He messed with my sister. It's yeah. my sister, baby daddy. So that is Scully's kid, right? If it's man boy's yeah. niece. They said his man boy's niece. If you listen to the previews, it, they say it was man boy's niece or something. You might say something about man boy's so, niece. You hear it. Now, now that you say that, you got man boy pissed off at Franklin. He just looking for a reason anyway, because that's his niece. And then you're going to have Scully because that's his daughter. Well, on the preview, they show. Y'all didn't watch the preview? I yeah. don't watch the next one. Y'all watch oh, it. Yeah, so on the preview, they show man boy meeting with Franklin, saying, like, they mentioned. I, that's why I said I think it was his niece, because they mentioned yeah. it. And, and then man boy was like, they coming. And, you that's know, double that's the trouble, because, like, both of them going to be pissed at him. Well, man, boy didn't seem that. He was just more like a warning to Franklin. Oh, okay. Was he was just letting him know what's up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He didn't seem upset about the about the. Situation. And man, boy don't care if Leon dies or not. No, he didn't. That's then, why I figured. I so figured that he would take offense to his niece getting killed and just use that as a reason to, to go out to Leon. Yeah. But I guess he don't let Scully. I mean, he might have, but in the preview, he it didn't seem like it didn't seem like he was. Maybe he was just playing cool, but in the mm -hmm. preview, it didn't seem like he was. Like Scully looked like he was looking for somebody to murder. In the, in the preview, man, boy. They look like that at all. Okay. Any other takeaways from that last scene? Man, I mean, no, nah, man. Chills. Chills. That was a great thing. Overall, great episode. That is the end of the scene by scene breakdown. If you're new to Snow School, how we close this thing out, man, is we rate the episode. We give you the episode MVP from each one of our perspectives and we give you a little prediction into next week and what we think will be in the cards for snowfall so i'll start with my rating of the episode man this episode was fire they're on a, a though these first four have been amazing i gotta get this nine out of ten sean what you got 
Yeah, I got 10 out of 10, man. Nice. Hmm. And extra, what, does, show, what does the culture show. give it in extra? The culture gives it an eight and a half out of 10. Mm. Eight and a half. Mm. Nice. MVPs of the episode. We'll go back around the other way. And extra, who you got? Oh, this, this is tough. MVP of the episode. I think because of what happened, uh, I'm going to give it to Leon. I mean, mm. the, the story is based around Leon and a lot of things about to happen because of things that transpired. Um, so, yeah, Leon. Mm. Who you got, Sean? My MVP is Wanda. Mm. She saved lives, man. Yeah, I was going to pick Wanda. <laughs> Wanda was definitely the obvious pick. I think that I was going to go with her for a second there. Leon, second place. Uh, I got to go with Sissy, man. Like, she fucking body in it. Uh, Franklin's mom, uh, and the reason being her having that come to Jesus moment with him, like, look, little nigga, like, we getting out the dope game. Like, whether you like it or not. Right. And, and even when she did, um, when Paul Davis was trying to play them and, and like, just simply talking to them like they were just drug dealers and she broke down how we laundered the money and how it's going to look good on when you're dealing with us. Like, I, she just did a phenomenal job of pushing her line throughout the episode of, I want all of this to end. I'm not trying to be a drug dealer's mom anymore. I think she did a great job. And predictions for next week. You guys both seen them previously on, so y'all don't really got no predictions for next week, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard, but I mean, like I said, I think Leon gets murked, so that was my prediction. Gotcha. Did yeah, you, I don't this, think he's murked. This episode, episode, episode five, you think Leon out of I think I think he'll get murked. I think so. Jeez. Next episode, twin? Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. Jesus. Damn. They looking for him, man. Hey, there, man. They gotta find this man. Did you see? Did you see the rage in in Scully? Oh, you didn't. You didn't watch the preview. I ain't watched it yet. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I watched the preview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think they'll carry this out for a couple of episodes, man. I don't think they'll knock them off after so soon. Uh, I guess my prediction for next episode is, I mean, hey, we may get another sighting from uh Franklin's old old work. What's the name? I forgot the name already. Bill. That's what that was what's gonna be in front of my prediction. Mel, I think Mel gonna come out the woodworks again, man. Yeah, she's gonna hear Wanda in the hospital, and we start to get another storyline with Mel, and, and that start to work out. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing for me to look for in uh the next episode. And that, my friends, is snow school. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. This is gonna be a yeah. weekly breakdown yeah. after every episode of Snow School. Excuse me, every episode of Snowfall, we're going to give you a snow school episode. This is the unofficial, official podcast of FX's Snowfall. We appreciate you guys for joining us. I'll let you guys sign off. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you having us. Uh, Spike Lou, this is your boy M Extra, uh, the Minister of Culture. Also, coming soon, Cashman Cognac with me and my boy Sean Wash right here. Yes, sir. Uh, make sure y'all be on the lookout for that as well. Facts. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, Lou. Absolutely. Wash. Look me up on the socials. Sean D. Washington. That's S-E-A-N. D as in David. Washington. I definitely appreciate you guys coming through as contributors, and I'm definitely looking out for the cashmere. Kanye can't wait till that drops. We appreciate y'all joining us. As always, support the real. Go check out the On Deck TV podcast. Check out the Full Sport Press podcast. Check out Fresher Than Your Average podcast. Support the real. Realville Media. We out. If you know, you know. Facts.